welcome to Konnichi Value. I'm Ray Saito, and today I want to talk about a very dark topic: Japan's lost generation, the silent sufferers that grew up in post-bubble Japan. In the 1980s, Japan was at the height of its economic prosperity, with a booming stock market and sky-high real estate values. But when all of this came to a screeching halt in the early 1990s, when the bubble economy burst, the aftermath for the young people entering the workforce at that time was devastating. This generation have come to be known as Japan's lost generation, or Ice Age generation, consisting of individuals in their late 30s to early 50s. They are one of the most educated and hardworking in Japanese history, and as they got a glimpse of Japan's bubble economy, they often had high hopes for their future, and believed that their hard work and dedication would pay off. But instead, they found themselves facing a tough job market and a lack of job security. Many new graduates were unable to find work in their field. And often were forced to take low-paying, menial jobs just to make ends meet. The impact of Japan's financial turmoil, following the burst of perhaps the largest economic bubble in history, has hit this generation the hardest. In fact, it was hit so severely that it has given rise to numerous subgroups of despair in Japanese society. There are the needs, not in employment, education, or training, which are individuals who have given up on the job market entirely, or the fritas, which are people who have given up on a stable career and settled for low-paid, temporarily and part-time jobs. And perhaps the darkest of them all, the hikikomoris, individuals who have completely withdrawn from social life and become reclusive. Often isolating themselves in their homes for months, years, or sometimes their entire lives. Groups like these unmistakably exist in various countries across the globe. However, prior to the bubble burst, Japan was considered a thriving economy, boasting nearly a hundred percent employment. The aftermath. Of the bubble, saw a rapid increase in the number of these groups in Japanese society, shedding light on the far-reaching consequences of economic instability. The situation was perhaps worst for those who took out big loans to achieve higher education. You see, in the late 90s, the Japanese government started to introduce policies to promote graduate degrees. These policies were an attempt to postpone graduation of people who risked graduating into Japan's worst economic recession, and make them more attractive on the job market once the economy had recovered. As we now know, any real recovery took much longer than any policymaker had anticipated at the time, and most of these graduate students came out of university. Even more unemployable due to their degree preventing them from being employed for trainee or internship roles. 
This policy created a surplus of highly skilled people in Japan's relatively lackluster research field, where even the most highly regarded researchers were given part-time and underpaid positions. A tragic example of the consequences of these policies is Dr. Rei Nishimura, a true standout in the, her field of Japanese Buddhism. She received her PhD in literature in 2004 and was selected as a research fellow of the Japan Society for the Promotion of Science the following year. Her hard work and dedication to her studies paid off and she received a series of awards for young researchers in 2009. But despite her impressive accomplishments, Dr. Nishimura's life was far from easy. After her three-year term as a postdoctoral researcher ended, she found herself in financial distress, relying on her parents for food, clothing and shelter. Despite applying to over 20 universities for research positions, her applications were rejected, with some even returned without being read. Desperate for stability and security, Dr. Nishimura married a man she met online in an attempt to improve her situation. But their life together soon fell apart and she became mentally ill, blaming herself for the failed relationship. On the same day she filed for divorce, Dr. Nishimura took her own life. Her father, who is now 84 years old, spoke out about the tragedy, saying, Today's universities in Japan are not looking for intelligence, but rather easy to use labor. Ray became far too aware of this. However, it's not all doom and gloom for this generation. It's also important to recognize that many accomplishments and successes of the generation that has maybe been dealt the worst hand in Japanese history since the post-war era. You see, despite these horrible odds, many of the people from this generation have found incredibly fulfilling careers with Japan still boasting one of the lowest unemployment rates in the world. From tech giants like SoftBank to cultural icons like Masashi Kishimoto, the creator of Naruto, this generation has produced some of the most influential and successful people and companies of our time. While it may be tempting to dwell on the difficulties faced by this generation, it's also important to take a step back and acknowledge their perseverance and resilience in the face of adversity. Despite these challenges, there are reason to be hopeful for the future, as this generation continues to make its mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to my channel. And if you're interested in more articles like this, please like and subscribe this video. And please visit my website, konichivalue.com, where you can find more analysis, investment advice, and news about the business world of Japan. Have a very great day. Bye-bye.